0: Do you want financial freedom from your everyday nine to five? Do you want to learn how to flip, rent, sell, and market homes in your area? Let the tricksters of the real estate market help you. They always have another trick up their sleeve when it comes to getting a deal. Your hosts, Tim Melton and Travis Mercer. All right. Good morning, everybody. I'm Tim Melton and Travis Mercer here with the tricksters take on real estate investing. It's been a while since we've talked. Uh, but school is out, yay, yay, here in Charlotte, <laughs> North Carolina. So uh, we've been very, very, very busy just trying to, you know, get back with you guys. We've had a lot of people request that we uh, do this more often. So we're going to try to make a commitment to uh, become more uh, vigilant in, in getting podcast out to you guys. So, Travis, uh, summertime, things good for you?
1: Yeah, we've got, we got a full plate right now. Um, I think we've got, we just actually, we decided to move out and renovate our own house, um, which was, <laughs> was an experience. Um, did a great job, though. We were able to get in and out, and it was a pretty substantial. It was all the way down to the studs. It was engineers and the works. Um, but we brought it all the way down to the studs and, and got back in, at least the inside, and got our CO in about three months. So a little bit of a stressful time just in the interim. Um, we rented a, a local, local unit. Um, stayed in there, which actually is an interesting point on the investment side of things. Um, Because we we do have Airbnbs, and we discussed that in some of our previous episodes. And instead of going and taking one of our Airbnbs off the market, if you will, and going and moving in there, and we started looking at the math and stuff like that, um, it actually made more sense for us to go ahead and and, uh, let those stay active, and for us to actually rent our own place and get the movers, kind of move just enough stuff over. Um, so we were sustainable <laughs> until the job was done, <laughs> um, but it's it, on, the, on the back side of it. It's, it's definitely worth it. Um, the house is the house is absolutely gorgeous, and hopefully we'll try and I've got some before and after photos uh, as well. But so that's kind of what's going on. And we've got Cozy B&B that's got started up. We've funded that. And that thing's rolling. We've been making some really cool progress on what we think is a, a whole new property management style for short-term rentals. Um so had that, that going on didn't doing a, a few showings, but we'll dive a little deeper into those as we go. Got your scooter deal going? Yeah, we're yeah, we're we're looking to uh bring the real scooters out onto the marketplace. We've been I've been trying to find good solid electric transportation, personal light electric transportation for a while now and have not had much success. So I figured we got a hold of some folks. I've uh, got an electrical engineer working on that with me, and then another uh, uh, good, solid e-commerce guy that's got a lot of experience in e-commerce. So, a um, couple new roads to, to new bridges across. I hadn't done a whole lot of importing before, um, but you know, you don't you don't learn unless you try.
0: Absolutely.
1: So absolutely. When I know tomorrow, I'm learning today. <laughs>
0: so I did. Uh, I did. Guys, get get the opportunity to go and visit with Travis on Sunday. Saturday. Sunday, yeah. I walked through the house. I thought, man, great job. It it really looks good. But it's uh, I know living in a renovation project is challenging, to say the least. So I'm sure you'll be glad when all that's done and behind you. Yeah. And while we were there, we got one tremendous rainstorm. So he was able to see where the grade needs to be corrected around the pool. So, (laughs) you know, good things come out of that sometimes.
1: (laughs) Good. Immediately get the video camera out and make sure you track that, for sure. Right. For
0: sure. So glad to be back with you guys. Uh, this is talk number nine. Um, if you've uh, listened up on any of our other previous talks, um, we're up to number nine. We just kind of want to bring you up to speed on what's been going on with us, what's what we see in the market. Uh, we'll have a few more podcasts coming out shortly about uh, different uh, subject lines. But I um, want to go back, and the last time we were with you, we were starting to see some... Uh, changing in the marketplace. We just finished a conversation a few moments ago that I am now starting to see for the first time in several years the amount of available foreclosures at the courthouse steps increase and I know Chad has uh, had some success with the tax delinquent sales and uh, we want to talk to you about that a little later on get Chad involved in some of that so uh, we'll have Chad on here in just a little bit but what what I'm starting to see now in terms of the general market is opportunity starting to come back into the marketplace. Where really we've been about 18 months with very very tight margins and very little opportunity. Uh, would you would you agree with that? I, I would, and I,
1: I I I I have a theory as to the case uh, why that why that is why that's been the case. Um, it seems to have come. Right on the heels, at least here locally in Charlotte, of we had probably three, four, maybe five different events where different people come through and they're selling packets, and people go down and learn to you know learn to flip houses and stuff like that, and then people going down. You're
0: talking about I want to get rich quick, people, and, and how that goes, right? Yeah, to
1: to a degree, unfortunately. yeah you can yeah.
0: tell from your introduction, you're not doing a whole lot. You're not very busy, so right now you know, you've got plenty of time to go pay some guru a lot of money.
1: Right? Yeah, of course. But it's, yeah, the the uh, we're, and I, I think we're kind of some of what we're seeing is our inventory stacks up. I think it's some of it's actually as a result of that, where you've gotten a lot of people that are kind of you know amateurs and are excited to get started in the field, which is good. It's great. It's fantastic. And I think there's a lot of room you know, in this industry for people to come in and and do a great job and and get the rewards of it. Uh, unfortunately, I think that a lot of people kind of go in. They maybe go to one conference and there's I think maybe there's just too many do-it-yourselfers out there. And we, you know, the permitting process, I know it's arduous and I know it adds extra costs to, to, to doing the jobs. Um, but for our listeners that, you know, they're out there, I want to make sure, you know, we kind of covered, you know, what are, you know, what are some of the things that can go wrong if you don't have that permit, right? So you put all this work in, you're like, yep, looks great. Get to the end of it. You have an inspections that was it permitted. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh, now you've got a big... Now you've spent all this money, all this time, and you've got something you really, you know, you really can't sell.
0: Yeah, what a lot of people don't understand also is that if you don't go through the proper permitting process and you sell a property and something happens to go wrong down the line, you're not free of recourse. It can come back on you. So we just want to encourage everybody, you know, if you're getting into this game, Spend some time doing your due diligence and, and, you know, work with some professionals that actually know what they're doing so that you can learn. It's like, you know, my granddad taught me to change my own tires. But the first time I changed a tire on his truck, he didn't jump in the truck and take off down the road on that tire. You want to
1: check those lug nuts <laughs> first. Right. Yeah.
0: You know, there's a learning curve that goes along with life. So, yeah, yeah I agree. I'm starting to see a lot of, from, from the retail housing residential sales perspective, we're seeing clients go out that are interested in buying homes and we get the inspection back and it is like an encyclopedia of all the things that are not done properly. So I want to encourage you guys, if you're going to get involved, you know, take the time to do it right because it'll save you a lot of time going back and correcting mistakes and it'll save you a ton of money.
1: Yeah. And, I, you know, if you're if you're really new at it, um, again, try and get something that doesn't require anything structural um, for your first kind of go around. I, I would also personally recommend, if possible, the first time if you go into a house flip that you look for something post-lead-based um, paint, which was 1978. Um, so, but, I mean, I did some retail shopping with a client this past weekend, actually, and they want a turnkey product is what they wanted. And so we went out and started looking. I sent, you know, probably eight or nine different properties. We narrowed it down to to three or four of them. We went out to go take a look. And I mean, a quick, easy way you can kind of tell if you're going to a property if you don't have forty fives on corners, um, that's a that's a surefire, immediate uh, kind of telltale sign that you can you'll see in places. For those of you that are sitting in front of a Google machine, you can just type in the word miter box, and you can kind of see. You need just two forty-five angles cut so you can get those those butt ends together. So you're not seeing unfinished wood and uh, paint job and stuff like that. That's not not correct. But yeah, and for the and for the home buyers out there, they're looking to you know preferably hack into the, you know the real estate system and try and buy something that is needs renovation. They want to renovate it as they go. Also, you need to be you know be looking for those things. And remember, just because you're doing it on your own, just because you own that home, if you don't have it permitted. The city can find out later and they can come back and say, hey, you've got to remove that.
0: Yeah, not only can the city find out, I am finding now more licensed professional real estate agents are doing the research for their client and they're telling their client, hey, I don't see that this work was permitted. Now you got a big problem when you're trying to sell your property at retail price and it hasn't been permitted,
1: so... Yeah. word to the wise and I'm sure and it, it's you know it's code enforcement is something you should probably be able to Google in just about any town um, that's out there where you should be able to go in and then you start you know, looking through the code enforcement of where it was what what, what permits were pulled on those jobs um, and it depends on the size and the scope of the work that's being done I think it's what is it 30 if you're a licensed general contractor and you can get it done under 30,000. Then it may not necessarily require it. So you want to look at the total scope of the work that was done, um, but that's that's one of the big concerns that I'm seeing out there, and I think that's part of the reason why we're seeing some of the stack up on the market um, around the greater, greater Charlotte area. Um, so now that we've scared
0: you to death about why you don't want to get into this business, you know, let's let's think about the good of it. You know, if if you do do uh, your products and you you do turnkey work and it's done properly. Days on market, uh, they just go, they just go. Um, Very close to asking price, if not above asking price. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're starting to see now the market becoming educated enough where we are that people are starting to tell the difference and the good, let's call them flippers, are moving their product very, very quickly. The people doing lackadaisical work and not doing their due diligence properties are sitting and i think we're going to see that trend continue too
1: yeah so i mean that's just kind of a i don't want to be doom and gloom but it's just kind of a front-end warning that just says you know do, do your homework um you know one of the one of the old school lessons it was like you know pay your taxes It just it in the long run it won't be worth not paying your taxes so pay the permit fees in the long run, it it will pay off. I can assure you, it'll pay off. So,
0: you know, The interesting thing to me about the permit fees, let's talk about that for a second, is that I hear all these people tell me, well, I don't, I don't want to go through the the permitting process. You know, it's costly. I mean, it's it's pennies on the dollar when you consider the value of the asset you're talking about. So you know, think about it carefully, guys. Don't try to cut corners. You know, it is well worth your time and the little bit of money and hassle that you have to go through to do it properly the first time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So that's kind of one of the things we're seeing in our market here. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's some of the recent experiences I've had in the showings. Have you been out in the retail world as well? You've seen some of the same things? Showing some stuff last week um, before we went to the beach and, um uh, am seeing the exact
0: same thing you're seeing. You What's know, the big items you're
1: seeing?
0: Just shoddy workmanship. I mean, I, I saw a, a laminate floor the week before we went to the beach. We were out of town last week with the kids. saw a laminate floor that had been installed, and it had an eighth of an inch gap where they butted up, and that's where the tongue and groove supposed to fit in. So they're trying to sell this house for a quarter of a million dollars, and whoever buys it to have the floors done properly need to rip all the floors out. You never see good miter joints. Just, you know, if if a do-it-yourselfer is doing it, you'll never see really good miter joints. Painters, everybody wants to paint themselves. Nobody wants to do the spackling and do the sanding and get your sheetrock smooth before you put the coat of paint on there. Everybody just wants to walk up and start rolling. So we're starting to see a lot of that. And also, you know, buy high-quality paint. If you buy the cheap paint, you know, you're going to have to roll it three or four times, or when I walk in with a client to sell your home, I'm going to see paint stripes up and down your walls, and that's going to turn me off. It's going to make it hard for me to sell your property. So, you know, just a word to the wise, you know, as, as the market uh, presents more opportunities, and both of us feel like, you know, we're, we're finally in the it, it, turning the corner to where we may see some more buying opportunities in the short term, Uh, You're going to really need to step up your game. You know, six months, 12 months ago, you could sell pretty much anything because the market just didn't care. We're now starting to see the market say, whoa, wait a minute. I want to know that this project's done properly. Yeah, for sure. So hope you guys have kind of got up to speed on on this uh, Tim and Travis talk, talk nine. We'll be back with you shortly. We'll uh, do another talk, talk 10. We'll come up with some other good information for you. But just wanted to get everybody um, back together. Uh, We've had a few months off to where we we really didn't take off, but we had so much going on. We just didn't have time to sit here and talk to you. So we look forward to our next talk. Travis, good city, man. Good updates. Excellent. See you on the next episode. Yep.